Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Simone Riscala, and you are listening to the Endowed Podcast, a conversation not just about the feminine genius in general, but about cultivating your particular feminine genius through the Catholic intellectual tradition and intentional community. Well, hello, Endowed Ladies. Uh, Simone here, Director of Program Growth, and I'm with the lovely Christopher. Now, I'm going to butcher his name, but I'm going to give it a shot. Pereira. Pereira. Can you say it for me, Christopher? Actually, pretty good, Simone. Pretty good? Okay, good. It's a beautiful name, and my whole life, my name has been butchered, so I try very, very hard not to butcher his name, but he is the founder. Am I correct in saying you're the founder of Tepiac Leadership? Well, I, I wouldn't want to take that away from Bishop Olmsted. Who's oh, really, beautiful. I is really uh, the brainchild of, of my bishop, Bishop Olmsted. But I, I would say that I'm the person that has executed. Has executed. You're his, you're his legate, to use a, 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 a church word. You're his, you're his legate, his, his Episcopal apostolic legate for his vision and dream. So that's beautiful. That's I'm very happy to talk to you today because... In fact, well, there, there's, I'm coming at this from a number of ways. One is that I, you know, Bishop Olmstead was also my bishop for a while when I was living in Phoenix, and I heard about the Tapiac Leader and Leadership Initiative, and I was so excited about it because in my own life, so much of my own formation and the discovery of my, my personal vocation came out of initiatives like Tepiac, although... I know it's unique and we're going to get to that, but I really love the idea of it. And so it's not surprising to me that somebody who is as holy and prophetic as, as Bishop Olmsted would be behind something like that. I was very, very hopeful and happy uh, to hear about it when I heard about it starting. And also knowing that endowed women are also, you know, movers and shakers, the feminine genius and, and women out there. And so this is something that I was happy to talk to, am happy to talk to you about to see if there are perhaps endowed women out there who are really looking for what Tepiac Leadership Initiative has to offer. So um, Christopher, thank you so much for being with me. And tell, before we jump into to TLI, tell me a little bit about kind of your story and the convergence of all of this. All right. Well, I have a very eclectic mix of uh, uh, work experiences. I, I have been in, in media. I was a television news reporter for a Spanish uh, network for about five years. Then I went into business for myself. Wow. I was in real estate. I was in insurance. And then one day, uh, Bishop Olmsted called me and offered me a job at the Diocese of Phoenix as director of the Hispanic Mission Office. Wow. And I told my wife that I, was, I had just been offered the job. I never knew I always wanted. Yes. Oh, love that. That's fantastic. And I think that's how it all started. And, and TLI, of course, was born as a diocesan program at the Diocese of Phoenix. And we began to see the early fruit so quickly, we, we felt encouraged to share it with the rest of the church. And that's when we decided to create a Catholic nonprofit organization. And now we're going national. Oh, so that's so incredible. So so Bishop, he thought about you personally, that knowing your gifts, your talents, your heart, and had this kind of, you know, brought you into the diocesan family. And then kind of an organic fruit of that was TLI. And then now it's something for the, for the whole church. So this can be something that applies not just to endow women in Phoenix, but it's now national, you're saying? Nationally, yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I know that we're in the midst of a crisis and a series of crises, right? Yeah. Uh, and that a lot of people are suffering because of COVID-19, but the truth is that for our organization, right. COVID-19 
COVID-19 opened up a tremendous opportunity. Right. Because the whole world has gone virtual. The right. world has gone virtual. So we always had a national vision for what we were doing, but we thought, well, we'll tackle one diocese, one archdiocese at a time, and we'll go at God's pace. Right. Well, God wanted us to go faster. Because, faster, yeah. <laughs> uh, we had just gone to Los Angeles. The program was already present yeah. in Phoenix and Los Angeles. And now we had in front of us the opportunity to go national overnight. And that's what we're doing. We're recruiting now for three tracks, the local Phoenix and Los Angeles programs, and then first national cohort of TLI. And we're very excited about it, Simone. Now, this was like in a series of three years because it was only Phoenix, TLI was only in Phoenix for one, one or two years before it skipped to LA and then skipped to national, correct? I mean, the Holy Spirit moves fast, right? It has. <laughs> it has. Yeah. You know, we, we have uh, asked Our Lady of Guadalupe and St. Juan Diego to intercede for the fruit of our program from the beginning. And we have felt their hand at work in everything we're doing. And, and I, I can tell you, there are so many little stories, miracles along the way that, that continue to encourage us. For example, the other day we were uh, filling out a, an application to submit for a grant request. And I pulled out the founding documents of the organization just out, out of curiosity, just to see what was the day that the state of Arizona gave us their stamp of approval to exist as, a, as an organization. And it was December 12th. Just, oh wow. Wow. wow! Yes, I I I look for Godwinks all the time, but as things are happening, I, I feel like they're just being there. The Lord is lifting the veil. Maybe it's because we're going through such difficult times. He's lifting the veil a little bit more often, and we're able to see that He's accompanying us in all these things uh, and kind of consoling us. That that's beautiful. So so tell me, um, I, I feel tempted to talk to you. Because now that I know that you were director of the Hispanic Mission, I want to talk to you about our Magnifica program. But that's, but that's not the point of this conversation. But just so you know, I think you would be very proud of us at Endow with our, um, with our uh, Magnifica, which is our our apostolate to the Hispanic community. Our, which is, sure, I am already. I like to take a look. Really beautiful about that. But um, give me the bare bones of what Tepiac is and has to offer, um, and then we can talk about you know, how, how we can, how we can have endowed women listening to this, uh, apply for it. So. Absolutely. So Tepejak is a, a five month civic leadership development opportunity experience, experience, formation experience. It takes place in the spring. It's a total of 18 weekly sessions. Participants go from the second week of February to the third week of June, every week, back to back, once a week, three hour sessions. What we do is, is quite unique, Simone. I really say that because we we looked and we don't we haven't found any other organization doing what we're doing with the same uh, approach with the same uh, with this specific focus that we have. We pull Catholic professionals, all Catholic professionals from all um, careers, all different fields, uh, in the early to mid stages of their careers, and we invite them to participate in this program. We they go through they go through this series of sessions, and then we send them out with a very concrete mindset and a very concrete mission. And that is to insert themselves into the secular institutions of society so that we can have more faithful, committed Catholic voices at the tables where decisions are being made. Mm. That's what PLI is in a nutshell. So we're big on board service, philanthropy, or even politics. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if, if God calls you to it. It's about civic leadership, engaging your community, engaging civic society as a leader, but as a, as a Catholic leader. 
Right. Very often we think of Catholic leaders, lay Catholic leaders, as people involved in ministry or apost- more proper to the lady, apostolate work. Uh, but that, there's more than one way to advance the mission of the church. And what yeah. we're doing today is investing in what we hope to tomorrow to be uh, influential, successful Catholic professionals in all areas of secular life that will help with their influence yeah. make the world a little friendlier to the gospel. That's yeah. what our mission is as an organization. And that's so, it's so crucial. And you see that, I mean, our, our endow was, was um, founded by women who were in secular careers and who um, were exposed to the, the teachings on the feminine genius of John Paul II. And I really think that when we start to see women who are then formed by endow and then going out into the public square, then we see kind of the fruitfulness of the formation. So in a similar way, it, you know, and, and I'm not surprised, I guess I want to take up like a bird's eye view of like our culture is that, you know, we're no longer in Christendom times, we're in apostolic times. And it makes sense to have something like TLI that's going to create a fellowship, really a camaraderie, a community where you are, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like kind of discerning you know, you, you're in these professions, but you're also a Catholic and we don't want to be fragmented with our faith and our professional life. We want to bring that into an integrated whole and see what is it specifically. I love, I love it when you use the word like specific and concrete and being sent out. What is it specifically that God in the context and in the circumstances that he's given me called me then to do? Exactly. And it seems like TLI is accompanying those Catholics in the discernment of that. That's exactly uh, what, what we're doing. And, and we think of the program as a discernment experience, right. a right. five-month discernment, whereas it gets so specific that uh, participants actually graduate and present on graduation night in front of God and their peers, uh, their own, each one of them, they present their own, his or her own individual leadership commitment. Something I absolutely love that because the Holy Spirit is specific. He inspires specific people to specific calls. And and then and you guys get to identify that, help a company, provide a little bit of the formation and the friendship to accompany them in that specific execution. I think that's that's incredible. My mind and my heart are going into various places, but I I I think for somebody who, because I was in the secular world and for many years before being called into ministry, and I certainly did not feel and and did not censor my Catholic faith. Um, now, what happened to me, which is being called into ministry, is not what happens to most people who are in their secular professions, but the Holy Spirit has a plan. And most Catholics aren't in ministry. And, and so what I love about TLI, the practical side, is that sometimes being on the ministry end of things, it, it's something I take to prayer a lot. What I, what I don't like happening is kind of a culture of religious consumerism, where you kind of like jump from one like ministerial thing to another. You know, you know that ministry is really happening when the person starts to discern that very practical call and manifestation of that call, like in the world. And I think, I don't know if, if I'd love to hear more about like the different um, weeks and the plans that go into that, because it seems like it's, 
it's for it's it's not so much about I mean I think there is an intellectual bent to it but it's more on the formative you know where those intellectual principles and the teachings form the person to then go out and make a case for a Catholic worldview in 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 an appropriate context in their specific work circumstances so if you wanted to talk about that a little bit I'd love to yes, hear about that absolutely. I'll tell you what what the curriculum looks like and what we do through what what do the participants actually experience what do they go through? but with regards to what you just mentioned we are firm believers we 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 have identified this this has been happening in the church for for too long very often when lay catholics have an experience of encounter or re-encounter with christ mm-hmm. what do they do we're so i've been there myself we're so fired up for the faith we just want to give back and serve so we go back to the parish and sign up for every ministry that we can and sometimes set up a tent and camp at the parish. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then many of us want to be theologians, apologists, yes, yes. but not all the lady can be <laughs> in these roles. <laughs> who, who is going to be the lawyers? Yes. Who going to be the lawyers, the doctors, the nurses, the people making those important bioethical decisions? Who are going to be right. in, uh, the people in government, the Catholics in government, making the right laws? that will respect the dignity of every human person. There are so many opportunities to advance the mission of the church out in the secular world. And that is our true call as lady. Yes. So that's what TLI uh, uh, basically uh, embraces. That's our, our, our message. What do the participants go through uh, through these 18 sessions? Well, each of the sessions focuses on one area of human activity, human interaction. For example, healthcare, education, business, government, news media, board mm-hmm. service, philanthropy, mm-hmm. always approaching it from the Catholic lens, drawing from the magisterium of the church. And we bring in front of the, the participants three, to every session, three top-notch seasoned Catholic professionals, experts in their fields that will give out presentations that will draw a lot from their own experience. So, so these are today's Catholic leaders showing tomorrow's Catholic leaders how to step up and meet those needs, fill those gaps in society. So throughout the program, at this session, we talk about issues of concern in society, issues of concern to the church, and the ways in which the lady can step up and and, and lead in their own communities. And this is how we help them discern how it is that God is calling them, each of them individually, to lead. I love that. It's because it, the important mentorship is such an important key. And it seems like these experts in their field not only are, uh, you know, just give, educating the group on what are the hot button issues out there? How are we supposed to think about them as Catholics? What are the right questions to ask? Um, but, but then serve as, as, as mentors and uh, formators uh, to that. And I think that that's really key when you, when you are, a, a, you know, um, a medical student or you're a new physician or maybe mid career and your conscience is tugging at you going, you know, have I really been a light in my in my healthcare profession than to see someone who is, who's kind of walked that path before you and that can really guide you, I think is, is so crucial. And I think that's the Christian thing. I think that that's the Christian event. So I kind of, I kind of want to go off on a, on, a, on another tangent about what you were saying about the, everybody wants to be a theologian and, a, you know, <laughs> but, but I think I mean I was reading a book actually on, on personal vocation recently and when Dorothy Day, you know, who is, you know, a game changer converted, 
you know, she, she said that one must live in a state of permanent dissatisfaction with the church. And I think what she was saying with that is that, uh, staying in our comfort zone, staying in our safe circles, uh, we need to, we need to get out into the peripheries, but the peripheries are right in front of us in our workplaces, sometimes in our homes, and even sometimes in our parishes. So depending on your, on your calling and your gifts and your charisms, like there is a concrete specific thing that God's calling you to here and now. So I love that now. So if you're in Phoenix, you can do it in person. Is that what's happening? If you're in Phoenix in person, Los Angeles, but then there's also a national mm-hmm. program. So, so in, in theory, because COVID-19, you know, it's so difficult to, to, to really know where we're going to be next spring. Yeah. But the program in Phoenix and Los Angeles will be either in person, online or a hybrid. I think the most likely is going to be a hybrid. And even the national uh, track will be a hybrid because we're planning for the for the one day retreat to bring all of the group <clears throat> to Phoenix to do the re- retreat in person. Great, the retreat point, midpoint of the program. So whether if it, whether it is in person or online, it will be the same experience. We have already done it online because this past spring we started in person and we yeah. had to online. So we already know that we can do it online very effectively. It's the same program. We do the same breakout sessions, interactions, yeah. Q&As. It's all live. Um, so, yeah, it's the same experience, whether it's in person or online. Great, 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 great. Um, but hopefully we'll be in person soon. <laughs> hopefully, yes. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Whatever God wills. So the deadline to apply is? Uh, participants can apply from October 1st to November 15th. It's a okay. one and a half window. To submit their applications, then they go into the admissions process. They're going to be interviewed, much like you would apply to a university. And um, I think it's the last week of January when we send the letters to successful and unsuccessful candidates. Got it. Very good. How big is the cohort? How 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 big does it usually go? So in in the for the local tracks, we have tried to to cap it, and it's average about thirty people, thirty thirty five people per uh, cohort. For the national cohort, we don't need to cap it that low because there's more space virtually, but we don't want it to be too large so that the, the participants can actually interact and, and, and develop fellowship uh, among themselves. So uh, we're thinking maybe 50. Okay. 50 would work uh, for the first national cohort. is difficult to know. I think that we might end up having a lot more applicants than 50 because there's a lot of interest. I'm, I'm speaking with a lot of people Whenever I get in front of somebody and explain to them the vision about TLI, the typical response, Simone, is where was this 20 years ago? And where yeah. do I do that? Yeah, exactly. And it is, it's beautiful that in a way it came out of the institutional church. I mean, if it came, came, if the inspiration came from, from you and the bishop, I mean, that's, that's new too, because oftentimes the Holy Spirit traditionally works through a very, very grassroots effort. And so if this is something that came kind of from the top down, I mean, that's kind of a, a rare brag, brag piece. Um, so gosh, I wanted to ask you something else. Okay. So October to November 15th, I, I don't know. I think COVID is really making people reevaluate their personal vocations. I mean, just that who they are, what are they called to do? This is beyond just like if I'm married or a religious, but like, what is that thing? You know, because things are becoming so much more essential as, as, as we see kind of our civil society, fall apart before our eyes. <laughs> so this is even more, more pressing. So it doesn't surprise me that there's a lot of interest. We've kind of had our wake up calls and, and time, time to serve and time to get into the, 
into the outside of our comfort zones in the peripheries. Is there anything else that you would um, like to tell our endowed women or those who might be thinking of applying? We do have, uh, because this is, this is such perfect timing. Our next study that we're releasing is on Catholic social teaching. So I think the endowed women who are going to be particularly drawn to that study are also going to probably be drawn to TLI. And if they're, if, if you aren't necessarily like this isn't the right time or you're a good candidate for TLI, definitely let people in your life know about it uh, because you don't know who this could be the answer to for their life. So Absolutely. Um, what I like to say with regard to something, regards to something you mentioned earlier is that um, TLI, and I think it's no coincidence, but it's by the grace of God that I, I it continues to amazes me how, uh, typically, the people that are drawn to TLI and have come through the program are um, Catholic professionals who find themselves at an intersection. Mm. They find themselves at, at an intersection, and the program has been very good, by the grace of God, to help them discern what it is that God wants of them next yeah. in their professional lives and in their spiritual lives as well. That's what the program, we live at the intersection of professional development and spiritual growth. The program brings both of them into the experience. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to tie it in into, tie it in with, with today's reality, which you have also mentioned, Simon, because now we look at everything that's happening in America, in the country, in the world, and we see that our mission is very timely. Mm-hmm. We see that if there was a time when there was a need for more faithful, committed, courageous Catholic leaders, lay leaders, to who would be willing to engage civil society, this is the time. We need more, the door of the days of today. We yeah. need more. We know we need more San Juan Diegos. Mm-hmm. This is what we're trying to do. Yes, exactly. So I, and it, it's just good. It's just good old fashioned Catholicism that you have to have the spiritual element in place. So it seems like it's a, it's a spiritual accompaniment to begin again, to, like you said, you're at that crossroads, that intersection, what's God calling you to next, which I think that question has become more urgent during this year and all the, all the craziness of this year. Um, but then any true spirituality, and you see this in the saints will manifest in practical, concrete steps. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's classic St. Teresa of Avila, her, her head and heart in heaven, her feet firmly planted on the ground. Uh, and so that, that's, that's what, that's what TLI is in the business of that. This is excellent. So it was so good to talk to you. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about that we should talk about? Because I hope, I hope a lot of our endowed women, I hope you come brag to me about all the endowed women who've applied and who are in the successful recruitment list. <laughs> I, do. I think the only thing left is to mention the website. Everything is on the website. The application is already up and they can see it. Great. TLIprogram.org. TLIprogram.org. We'll link this to the YouTube channel and podcast and maybe some other other links. And um, and I'm sure they can contact you directly, Christopher. So that, that's... Oh, I am so Googleable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm so Google. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thank you so much uh, for this conversation this morning. And really I, my heart is on fire for the mission for TLI. I'm so excited for this next cohort. And I was looking at when I was first thinking of applying my, for myself, I was looking at some of the speakers and thought, yes, these, these guys know what they're doing. So I, I was, you know, there's some real, it's a really good lineup and um, you know, just you. crucial, crucial stuff great opportunity. So thank you so much. Thank you, my friend. 
If this episode was helpful for you, I would love it if you'd share it with your friends. I would also love to hear your comments and feedback. So please email me at simone.riscala at endowgroups.org or feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms. Remember, you are the heart of Endow.